Uh, I'm Chip McCarter with The Edge, and along with me today is Christy Ogle, the co-founder of The Edge Bids. And this week, we wanted to jump on and talk to you guys about, about marketing, uh, kind of go into more depth about different ways uh, to market your business, because right now, being a local business owner um, is, is stressful, times have changed, things have shifted. A lot of business is different than it used to be a year ago or two years ago. Um, so let's jump right into this, Christy. Uh, what's the first thing on, uh, with marketing? What's, what's, what's the first topic you want to speak on when it comes to marketing? Well, there's two reasons that you market your business. Number one is for marketing. Number two is innovation. And this month, in the month of October, we should call it Marktober. <laughs> Mixed over marketing. I don't know. We'll think of something better than that, Chip. But you're going from obscurity to omnipresence. So that means you're going from where nobody knows your name to where everyone knows your name. It's kind of like Cheers. Do you remember Cheers? Or is that before your time? No, I, I remember it. I just I couldn't tell you much about it. When they walk <laughs> in, they'd remember. be like, hey, Norm! And... Mm -hmm that everybody knew his name. So that's one thing that we want to do with marketing. And one a great way to go from obscurity to omnipresence is trade shows. This is where you can go in your local area and see what's going on. So for a contracting business, a great trade show would be, you know, a home and garden show. Something like that where you get to meet potential customers or clients and other business owners that are in your arena. You and I were talking before this podcast of how you have made connections with your business for electricians and con or concrete people and all kinds. Mm -hmm. You could meet those people at trade shows. And they're usually pretty inexpensive. You're talking a couple of hundred dollars to sit there. Um, and for eight, ten hours, they bring in the customers or clients. And then you talk to those people. You could potentially meet hundreds or thousands of customers at these trade shows. What are a couple more trade shows that come to you off the top of your head, Chip? Well, I'm, I'm just thinking Central Texas. But, I mean, the, the Bell County Expo Center always has different shows going in and out of there in Belton. Uh-huh. And, and, and in Waco, I would, just, I would just look up the Heart of Texas Fairgrounds or, or even, like, the, you know, downtown in the convention center and just keep an eye on your local community on what's coming. Because off top, I can't think of any, but I guarantee if we got on Google, we could find one coming up soon or we could find something in the area. And even if it's in the town over uh, from, from you, you can still go and make those connections. And when you're meeting other business owners, you don't look at it as meeting competition. You look at it as opportunity to make more money with these people. Uh, and these trade shows can connect you to all kinds of different ways. You might not sell directly to clients that you pick up, but you might get a contractor or another business that can throw you new business because they have overflow in this one area or they don't do this one thing specifically that you do uh, and that that's how people connect and make so much money but at the trade shows it's not always about just catching the clients it's about meeting the other 
business owners and the people in your community. Exactly. And I mean, you gave them a golden nugget. Like, just Google it. I mean, if you Google trade shows, Waco, Texas, a ton come up. Uh, even a handyman business could go to a wedding trade show because mm-hmm. they can build the things that are needed for a wedding. There's a ton of places depending on what your niche is. That was never my niche, so I didn't go. But if you could think of your niche, who your target customer is, where they're at, uh, Waco is the home of Fixer Upper. So, I mean, yeah. Lots of people watch that show. Lots of people want to be a Chip and Joey in a Gaines, but they can't do it. So they hire a handyman after they start that project. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you could go about it. So could you go to one of the trade shows that uh, Fixer Upper puts on? If I've got home goods that I'm selling, I want to be at that Fixer Upper event that they put on. Uh, so trade shows are a great way. And when I Googled that, I mean, I a Christmas Expo came up, a rodeo came up, an annual meeting came up. I mean, Christmas Expos are going to be everywhere. Those are all kind of listed under the trade show. And in Waco, they have the Heart of Texas Fair where businesses yeah. can go and showcase. I mean, those are people that have money. It costs money to go to the fair. I mean, if you're taking kids, you're going to drop $100, $200 while you're there. So that could be your target market that's at that, too. That would fall under that category also. Yeah, and, and also these trade shows have, they have place for advertisements as well, like banner, banner space. Even if you don't have like a table or booth, if you sponsor it, you know, and you pay to be a sponsor, they're going to put your, your business name on the radio, on their website. They're going to put up, a, you know, your logo at the actual fair. So, you know, connecting with you, you don't even have to go to the trade shows. If you start sponsoring these things, your name and logo will go with it. Right. And trade shows, it's not about just being there. So there is a method to your madness when you join a trade show, Chip. You can't go there. Mm -hmm. I hate going to events like that. And you get there and the person behind the counter is doing this. They're on their cell phone. I just have my calculator. But, you know, they're on their cell phone. They pay no attention to the person walking by the booth. You pay good freaking money to be there. Come on, people, step your shit up, right? So be there. One thing that people love at trade shows is a giveaway. Have some sort of giveaway. It could be a $25 gift card. It could be Cowboys tickets. In Waco, it could be Baylor football tickets or Baylor basketball tickets. You don't have to spend a ton of money on this, but have some sort of giveaway so you can collect their information. If you have people just walking by, it's a waste of your money. What you want is their name, their email address. Every email address that you have is worth $1 in your email system. I personally have a million names in my emailing system. Do I make a million dollars? No, because I only market to about 10,000 of them a month, but Chip's getting ready to put that on steroids. Thank you very much. Have 
something to say, something that draws them in. Somebody does not want Christy Ogle beside them at a trade show. They hate me. That's okay. And here's the reason why. I draw everybody to my booth. When I am there, I'm saying something that's interesting. I like to take one of those uh, wheels, kind of like on The Office. That's like my favorite show in the world. Uh, yeah. Remember when they had the chore wheel on The Office and it would go dig, 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 and it land on a chore yeah. and whoever it was got that chore. Don't put a chore on there, guys. Put something interesting like you get a Tootsie Roll. It doesn't have yeah. to be expensive. You get an ink pen with our business name on it. Maybe you get put into a drawing for a $100 gift certificate, something, and you want to stand at the front of your booth and you want to say something like, hey, do you want a Tootsie Roll? Like you want something yeah. that's going to bring them in that catches them and stops their scroll because when people are there, they're in a trance looking around looking for maybe exactly what service that they're they're wanting to do in their home so you've got to break that trance somehow somehow i used to say hey you want to rent a spouse and they would like what yeah do you rent the rent the perfect wife what like it's a little risque what i say i also used to run a pickle cart business when i was a kid i'd drive around in a golf cart and i'd sell pickles for a dollar at trade shows and fairs and events i'd sell a dollar pickle and i'd have a dollar bottle of water undercutting everybody in the freaking place and i would drive around going get a pickle I'll tickle your pickle for you. Like I would say stuff that would stop people's scrolls and they'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna buy a pickle from that girl cause she a fool. <laughs> so you have to do something that stops them and you've got to get their information cause none of this marketing works at all. If you don't collect some sort of information from the customer and you go, well mate, Christy Chip, I don't want to look like a fool. Do you want to look like a fool or you want to make money? You don't have to say something stupid. It's all about how you carry yourself. If you're like this, would you like, would you like to spin the wheel? They're not going to spin the wheel. You have to have a smile. You have to ask to engage. I don't care if you're an introvert or not. Just do it. You're going to make yeah, and money. It doesn't have to be, yeah, and it doesn't have, like you said, it could be candy. Yeah. You know, you can literally have Jolly Ranchers or something, but... It's the last thing, you know, like say you're walking into HEB right now, they have like the insurance guy that stands there. Oh, are you a homeowner when you walk by? Are you a homeowner? Yeah. So your natural instinct is this no, I, you know, I don't have time for you. But then every now and then you'll get that one that knows how to catch you off guard and say that one thing that has nothing to do with what they're drawing you in for. It just draws them in, period. Yeah. The conversation for whatever. They see something I'm wearing, they see a hat I'm wearing, they reference what it is, you know, oh, you're an Aggie, you know, if you got an A&M shirt on, and then they drew you in, and then you talk to them, because everybody can put up those walls when they automatically know what you're going for, but if you kind of like ease into it as a conversation, yeah. instead of a, an immediate pitch, you know, you can, you can you know, be, make light of it, you know, have fun with it. That was Chips McNugget. Did you hear it? I'm going to call it that from now on. Chips McNugget. He said, draw them in. You want to draw them in. You don't want to be put them off guard. Because when I walk into Sam's or Costco and they're trying to sell DirecTV, that, ma'am, do you have a moment? I already got DirecTV. I'm good. 
I already got yeah. AT&T. I'm good, right? You don't want that kind of response. You want something that somebody's going to say yes to. 90% of people will say yes if you have the right kind of tactic. Of course, you're going to get that 10% that are assheads. Let them go to your competition. But what can you do at a trade show to gather that kind of information? You want to stop them in their tracks. So, ma'am, watch out. I got handymen falling all over the place. It's raining yeah. handymen over here. Come and get one. Here's my card. Like, yeah. spin my wheel. You look like you need a win today. I guarantee you a win with the... Yeah. And those are really inexpensive. You can buy them off Amazon. Like, just something yeah. simple. I mean, there's tons of Halloween candy out there right now. Go and buy that up. School supplies have ended. Get some stickers and put your dang name on some pins if you can't wait for the order to come in. Most of that stuff is relatively inexpensive. And a trade show is a way for you to get out and get those other people's customers and their information. Because that is so important at that trade show, Chip. I fully agree. I fully agree. And the trade shows are an amazing amazing way to get your name out there get your business out there and let people know what you do um another one which is huge is is networking uh this i mean we talk about it all the time with the edge anyways uh we basically jumped in being a networking group at the beginning because we know the value of networking we know the value of referrals coming from another business owner that's already done business and has clients that he's he or she has already, you know, made happy with their services. Um, networking is what's going to get you in front of the business owners to, as, as well as the trade shows. But this time, everybody is of a like mind. Everybody has the same purpose, and that's to run their business successfully and make money. Yeah. So, so networking is going to get you around those like-minded individuals. Exactly. So you want to be around people that are like-minded to you. There's lots of different networking events out there. There is uh, there is Chamber of Commerce. You've got uh, BNIs. You have, you know, women's groups, men's groups, Lions Clubs, that sort of thing. You've got, you know, the Baylor Club. You've also got golf clubs that you can join. But when you join, this is the beautiful thing that happens, Chip is when you join one of those networking groups, you you become a band of brothers. You get this kind of camaraderie where you've got these people that are automatically your raving fans and they're pushing you up on social media to their customers. And they also, if the networking group works, open their book of business to you. So that their customers are now your customers. 90% of people in networking groups don't understand this part of networking. And they don't train. They don't educate. Like we're talking about B&I. They read it off of a piece of paper every time that you go to this meeting every week, right? You don't. They don't train them how to make networking work for them like our networking group Edge does. I'm sorry. I might have just slammed another networking group. But <laughs> it doesn't work, right? Because they don't don't have a clue how to network. You have to teach people how to network. When I went into networking groups in the very beginning, I would go there late. I would leave early and I wouldn't freaking talk to these people because I didn't like most of them. 
Just saying. Because most of them had this big ego and they wanted to tell you about these major accomplishments and that they'd been in accounting for 84 yeah. years and therefore they're the best accountant around. Let me give you yeah. five hours where I can tell you how damn good I am. I hate those kind of people. Yeah. They're so annoying. Their ego barely got through the door. But your network equals your net worth. My son, when he was going through my phone yesterday, we were trying to find my daughter's phone number and there's thousands. I think I've got 3,000 contacts in my phone. I talk to like four of them every day. But like my network is directly linked to my network. That's why when I went bankrupt in early 2020, I was able to rebuild my business to seven figures within the last 22 months with a little bit of McMarketing. Because I had those contacts from networking. I built relationships. So you have to work networking just like you work those trade shows. You can't just go in late, leave early and expect to give, give, give. You have to create more value within that networking group so they see you as a value. And then they open that book of business to you. So you have to create relationships. It's not about just showing up. And getting the leads. We have people that are on the books with Edge that have never been to a meeting. They don't know how to network. They don't know how to utilize that. But the ones that show up at Edge every stinking week, they continually get more referrals for their business because they're building trust. They're building the relationships and they're working the networking. Exactly. And not everybody... That's the thing. When you go to networking groups, you kind of have to look around and assess the situation because you'll be able to pick out the ones that are working it. I mean, it's just like any other program, any other, um, you know, school system, anything else. You know, you only get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. And when you go to networking, you have to know what you're doing. You got to, for one, pay attention to the people that have been around and have done it and that are successful. But watch the people that are, you know, Watch the people that are complaining. Those are the ones that you, you can obviously tell once they leave that meeting, nothing that they learned in that meeting follows them out that door. Mm -mm. Um, you have to not just show up to the meetings every week, but you got to connect with one-on-ones, you know, connect with each person individually in your group um, outside of the meeting to where you can start building those relationships that are not only business money relationships, but they're friendships. They're lifelong valued friendships that, that mean something, mean a lot more to you than, you know, other, you know, friendships that just kind of are here and there. These are, you're building lifelong, uh, you know, friendships and lifelong partners and making money. The if done correctly. first time Chip and I actually met, like we talked via the internet before, but it was because mm -hmm. of a networking event. Like, yeah. it opened my eyes to what he does. And now, a year, I don't even know if it's been a year, has it, Chip? A year later, we're business partners and we're building this uh, edge together to help entrepreneurs to get 
leads for their business that actually make them more money. So networking events can introduce you to friends. It can introduce you to people that you do business with, referrals. Um, it also can lead you to business partners for new business ventures in the future because we had no clue this was going to happen. But when you go to a networking event, usually you get 30 to 60 seconds to tell about your business. And when you go to that networking event, actually think about what you're going to say before you go don't just stand yeah. up and go buy from me my stuff is amazing customers don't care you need to think about what it is that they need kind of like with our mcmarketing system we don't just say yeah it's a great system to build marketing we say we help entrepreneurs just like you get more business in seven days with our mcmarketing system instead of throwing money out the window and making everybody else rich you make the money as an entrepreneur that's a good 30 60 seconds somebody else might go you know I got this McMarketing system. It works. It helped me to get six, seven figures. I've helped a couple other people do it, right? Like, just do it. Sign up. Nobody's going to sign up. You have to have something about your customers solving their problems so that they'll come to you. You have to have an intention to add more value to the networking meeting than anyone else. So that's an important thing when you do networking. Sorry, I went on a tangent, Chip. It's all right. And I'll tell you the number one thing that I like the most about networking. Um, if you're a new entrepreneur, if you're just now, you know, breaking off on your own, that 30 second or 60 second, you know, your signature speech where you talk about your, your business, you know, every week, every week that I went to that meeting, for one, I got better at my pitch and my, you know, 30 seconds or a minute. But I, I was validating it to myself that I'm a business owner every week. I was saying it so consistently that eventually, you know, you start believing it because it, it took a while for me to, to believe that, yeah, I got this. I'm, I'm actually an entrepreneur now. I'm not just, you know, claiming to be one. I am, I'm doing this. And I, I was able to confirm every week with myself and get better. At, and that's what, and that also helped me hone in on my sales pitch just from those little 30 second, 60 second speeches. Yeah, it, you know, the first time you do it, it's not perfect. I mean, the first time I stood up in a, a marketing or networking meeting, it was Christy Ogle, sometimes spouse, give me a call, right? No, yeah. like now, I'm a little bit better at it. Uh, people now say, man, do not go after Christy at a networking meeting because they won't remember you. That's what <laughs> I built over, you know, a seven-year period. My first one sucked. Right. My 10th one probably sucked. You just get better and better at it. Uh, and uh, you form those relationships when you talk about them, not you. Most business owners fall in love with themselves or their product or service, you need to fall in love with your customers or clients. Yeah, yeah for sure. I fully agree. And and also kind of hand in hand with networking though is is like meetup groups. Yeah. Um, you know, and they don't necessarily have to be networking groups, but there's like um, young, what's the one in Waco? I know the Waco Chamber of Commerce runs it, but it's like young, young businessmen or young, young business people. Yeah, young entrepreneurs or something. I was always too old, so I never got it. Yeah, young professionals. They, they like, yeah, oh, young professionals. Yeah, yeah. you can get and in they there. Have luncheons. 
they have luncheons and they have, you know, like just meetups to where it's not necessarily about the business. It's just a social event for business owners. Um, those are amazing because that's, you know, that's where you're more likely to connect with someone in a personal setting than a business setting anyways. And yeah. people, people want to get to know you first before they use you. So they're just finding places where your target market is and finding like little meetups, like what are the hobbies they have? Where, where do they meet up to do those hobbies? What are they, you know, where, where are these people meeting up? Exactly. So uh, there's this thing called meetup.com and I just pulled it up for the Waco, Texas area. It's a great way to find places and dates for several different business meetings that are going around. If you're selling doggy toys, there is groups for dog lovers. If you're in real estate, there's groups for real estate. If you're a mommy and me kind of person and you want to go there for that, I mean, your business category there's always business and networking meetings, but if you think about your niche and your your target market, your customer avatar, you can hone it down in this funnel and you can find them on these meetup.coms and these meetup groups. Uh, just Google it. Yeah. Like Chip says, just Google it. Apps that, that are, there's tons of apps that are the same type of concept, uh, like a line, alignable, neighbor neighborly yeah uh, and they all you know connect to different things um but another one and this is kind of christy you can kind of jump on this one too but but posting flyers i still see them everywhere yeah and i still have I, I'm, i've actually now i don't know i think that's niche specific i think a lot of people um you know just like each niche has people were People respond differently to each niche. In some niches, they use the phone. Some, they do the email submission form. And then, you know, some actually do, you know, so I, I guarantee you these posting flyers around the right area. You got to find the right area. You exactly. can't just post flyers up and down the highway where nobody's going to be able to read them. No. Uh, you got to find where it's at, where the people are. When I reacquired my handy biz man business in the Waco, Texas area, we didn't have a lot of money because the guy just ran it into the ground and he didn't pay for the franchise. So what we did to jumpstart our marketing, because we didn't have a lot of money, but we had a lot of time on our hands, is we posted flyers all around. I didn't post them you know, at grocery stores or Walmart. I did put cards at different businesses that would send us some business. But what I did was I posted them near where people got their mail. So I would have to go repost flyers daily because they would all be gone. So you want to put it in high traffic areas where people actually are looking for services. I saw a ton of lawn guys doing the same thing, maids doing the same thing, painters doing the same thing. Those flyers posted, you could do them at local grocery stores, churches, hair salons, places where there's public areas, school teachers look for services when they're in school. Everywhere that people could use your business or that your target market is hanging out. So that is another one. And you have to have something that stops their scroll and catches their attention. It can't just be a logo. It has to be something that you're thinking about the customer. What's the problem you're solving? Like, 
making their life easier. So you've got to think about those kind of things. You can't just put a flyer up and get 20 customers automatically. You have to ask something that they're looking for to solve a problem that they have. So remember that when you're posting, going to groups, when you're doing any of these kinds of marketings, you need to know your customer better than you know yourself or better for than sure. yeah, they yeah. know themselves. Yeah, always so always be solving their problems. Always mm -hmm. be solving your clients' problems. And that's on a flyer, that's on a post. Just constantly be asking yourself, am I solving their problems right here? What's their pain point and how can I solve it? And uh, that's and that's how you get people to stop their scroll. That's how you get people to stop walking and, and, and look at a flyer and grab it off and read it. Have something eye-catching and then have amazing content on there that's going to just make them want to give you a call. Um, this next one, I have been super consistent on telling people how important this is um, because it consistently puts you in front of people, but blogging. Yeah. Blogging, adding a page on your website, a blog on your website. There's so many different ways to blog. It's, it's almost just like posting daily on Facebook, but finding a way to blog and have it consistent though that's one of the biggest ways to add value education wise right now and everybody i talk to no matter what the niche is no matter what niche you have i i would say that you need to start alive once a week right now educating people on what you do and the best way for them to find you the best way that you do your services just start educating kind of do it yourself type deals people will use you you want to be out in front of them so consistently, though. That's why I love these blogs, these Facebook Lives, because you're just staying consistently adding value with these things. That's why I think it's so important to do that, especially SEO-wise with your website, but, but in general, because people love seeing activity, you know. Yeah, and you and I both know somebody who got super famous and built Waco around her blog originally, and that was... Yeah. Jojo. Yeah. yeah. She started blogging to busy moms who like to have a beautiful home. So she knew who her mm -hmm. niche market was. So she would share stories and she still does to this day on her Insta and Facebook and wherever she's at. She shares things that her target market care about, which is family. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that she did and she built a business empire she rejuvenated waco texas from this little blog i remember 10 years ago chip we didn't go downtown you didn't go downtown after night and definitely not at cameron park now it's a mecca yeah. people come there yeah. and they hang out all day long all night long and they're just as safe as can be waco is not yeah. remembered for the branch davidian now yeah. It's remembered for Chip and Johanna Gaines. But we're going to take Chip back. We're going to take my name back, back though. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but blogging, man, I, I can't stress this enough to people. I am, I'm an advocate for blogging because I think that's an amazing way to add value to your clients without having to necessarily go one, you know, finding each client and helping them out. This puts you to the masses. This yeah. gets you out to, to everybody. Um and, and if you and, don't like writing, do a vlog, a video yeah. vlog, like Chip was just talking about. That's a great McNugget. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent, man. If you if you don't want to type, you know, a bunch of content, just make the video. 
it's still the same thing. Um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is an amazing platform to jump on. That's, what does it say, 500 million users on LinkedIn right now. And 40% of them use it daily. That It's an amazing platform for service-based niches. Yeah, um, business to business. That's where yeah, you need to be. Business. Yeah, for sure. And it's, um, yeah, LinkedIn is amazing. And just like Christy said earlier, the local chamber of commerce, I think in the Waco area, we've got like six of them. Yep. Uh, Waco chamber, Hewitt chamber, the Hispanic chamber. Um, and they're like, a, in, there's a... Um, African-American chamber. Anyway. Yeah, there is an African-American chamber. Um, and then like Robinson, China, does China Spring have one? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch in our area. So, I mean, check your area for the chambers and, and in our area, the good thing about our area is there's the, going to be the expensive one. You can, you can shop around. Yeah. And it, cause it's, cause it, you can, it's less money to get in the smaller ones, you know, and then there's the big ones. So, you know, get in all the small ones and then join the big one when you can yeah, uh, but you can shop around for those chambers because so, there's always a couple in most areas. I think LinkedIn is very important. You mentioned it. We kind of breezed over it, but LinkedIn is so important for business to business. So if that's what kind of business that you're in, that's one way you can get right in front of the decision makers is on LinkedIn. And it also shows the importance after yesterday, October 4th, 2021, when Instagram and Facebook blacked out for seven or eight hours, that you need to use multiple platforms to talk about your business on social media and with 500 million to a billion users now with LinkedIn and 40% of them using it daily you need to be on that platform in case Facebook gets hit by hackers again and is totally gone or Instagram gets taken down because the government's tired of their BS right so be on multiple platforms so when that happens your customers can see you at a different area and LinkedIn is so important for business to business you can make a ton of money on LinkedIn Chamber of Commerce is that really goes with those networking events but shop around not all chamber of commerces are the same i was a member of a chamber of commerce that had one meeting a year that really wasn't fulfilling my needs as a business owner i had another one that had two events a month i got involved in that one so local chamber of commerces are a great way to promote your business they're a lot like those networking events just google them from your McNugget that Chip told you earlier, just Google it. You can find this stuff online. So find those Chamber of Commerces. I like joining the smaller ones because you're a big fish in a small pond instead of being in a small fish in a big pond, like the giant ones. So I like those little suburb ones where I can definitely make more of an impression. And plus, usually with the smaller ones, you're going to get to the decision makers, whereas the bigger ones, they send employees. So that's why I like the smaller chamber of commerce instead of the bigger ones. Another one that Chip is going to tell you guys to do is get on GPS. Get on that freaking map. And then if you don't know how, ask somebody how. If getting a Google profile, that gets you on there. Um, on the maps, there's a way to actually go on the Apple Maps and get your get on the Apple Maps as well. Um Again, it's what platform that you're using, but 
you know, put your address on Facebook, man. That is, that's getting you on GPS. You need to be, your address needs to be consistent on all the platforms. And it, ha- and it brings up your SEOs, doesn't it, Chip? Yes, when you're if, on the if done correctly, especially for that zip code. For that specific zip code, you'll get a lot of action. Uh, and then you have to do certain things to get other zip codes. But yeah, for sure, you'll get verified in that area and you'll start, you'll automatically get into those searches. And when customers see that you have an address online, they're more likely to use you than one that doesn't have one online. But it yes. does have to be consistent among all different platforms so that it's easier for the customers to find you and it also helps you with those SEOs. Yeah, for sure. And the the you got to think about trust, man. You know, there's a lot of contractors out here right now that are taking money and leaving. Yeah. And a lot of people get skeptical. Um, the more you can prove that you're legit, that you're here. Um, I like to even give give these clients my personal cell phone sometimes, especially if I can tell that they're skeptical or if they mention that they got burned before. Um, do you figure out ways to make them comfortable with their choice of using you? You know, whatever you can do to go above and beyond to make these people comfortable because there's definitely scammers out there i don't care what your niche is there's definitely scammers out there and even and that's why google's so suspicious on on letting those profiles up it's real easy to get your profile suspended by making one false move because google wants everything to be legit on their platform so if you have an address you know stay consistent and don't change anything. Yeah, I mean, you've got Google, you have Places, you have Foursquare, you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have LinkedIn, you have Yelp. There's so many different ways. Yeah, Bing, Yahoo probably has something like that. Yahoo. They do, Safari has its own map. Safari, like, you can get on so many different maps, and if you do it, the majority of business owners don't do it. So that puts you in the top 10%. Another thing is a press release. We help our entrepreneurs that are in edge write a press release. Well, Chris, I've never wrote a press release. How do I write a press release? Remember that McNugget that Chip gave you earlier. Google it. Google press release and then put your information in it. Give it to a friend or family member to read and take their opinion with a grain of salt because they've never done what you've wanted to do. And <laughs> then you send it to the local newspaper. I know you're going, Chris, you nobody reads the newspaper no anymore. No, they don't. There's still a select few, but it gets your name out there. Also send it to the radio stations and the TV stations. This will help you get your name out there. When I opened my first business in the Waco, Texas area, within 10 days from sending out this press release, I had two TV interviews, three magazine interviews, and then I started doing podcasts. So... Press releases are so important with your business. Put them out there. It takes you a little bit of time to do it. And if you don't want to write it, contact somebody that can write it for you for really simple. You get it out there. When you're on the local news, it gives you this boost of 73% legitimacy. Then you take that news story and you post it. Over and 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 again. 
for your customers to see because we as entrepreneurs get sick of seeing our stuff but our customers don't yeah and i i um press releases also have like a hidden that they're they're great for your seo um you if you if as long as you get it to the tv stations the radio all these places have their own websites all these places will put your press release onto their website um, it might cost a little bit of change but you're getting that backlink out of it. There's a lot of real good reasons to do these press releases, not only just to get your name out there in front of people, but to get your website to start ranking up in Google. Um, you know, focus on when you're writing the press release, focus on your keyword placement. Focus, look, look and see how people are searching for your niche and focus on like the title, make sure it's a strong keyword, and then make sure you, you, you filter in the keywords throughout the whole press release because it can be super beneficial. Um, and also reach out to a digital marketer near you if you're gonna do a press release and have them you know, show you what, um, what words you wanna use as the link because a lot of these people will actually let you use you know, whatever link you want. So there's, there's some, that's something you need to think about for press releases to get out there in front of everybody, but also to, to work your website strength. Exactly. So these were just 10 ways that we went over quickly to help you market your business on a shoestring budget. It's our McMarketing 101. We took a couple of minutes and discussed every one of these, but with our McMarketing 101, if you're interested, contact Chip or I. We actually train on these things over a seven-day period to double your marketing efforts and scale your business. We help you tweak these things so that you can get them out in the marketplace. Instead of just thinking about them, we actually have you take action steps to go and do these things with McMarketing 101 because that's what we're good at is marketing, Chip. For sure, and and with McMarketing 101, um, you'll you'll get to join a private Facebook group that is just going to be the business owners that are involved with McMarketing. Secret. So that it's going to, yeah. And on that group, you're you're going to get a lot of added value from Christy and myself because we'll be coming on there and doing one-on-one -on -one sessions with the business owners live to where you can watch and listen. But we'll we'll jump on there and do random lives about specific business issues that people are having. Uh, we like to focus on actual issues that are happening right now with your business. And with McMarketing 101, you'll you'll have Christy and I along to help you. You know, we'll, we'll be able to help you here and there um, and move forward with your business. It's, it's just the seven days, you can double or triple your income by implementing all the action steps that we uh, we ask you to do. So McMarketing 101, y'all look out for it and reach out to us because we've got some great things for you. Yeah, so just if you're interested at 7.30 tonight on Facebook, we're gonna have a live or just shoot us a message and we'll send you the link for Zoom. We wanna help you get more business and with McMarketing 101, it's not that we just teach it, we'll help you. Like we will give you ideas to go and implement into your business immediately instead of just sitting there and doing nothing with your marketing. I always say that outsourcing your marketing is like outsourcing your sex life. It's absolutely no fun. So uh, make sure and be involved in your marketing efforts. Don't just turn it over to people that don't get you results to pay them to say your marketing. 
do some of it yourself. You have to know who your target market is. They're not going to figure it out for you. And at least get to know what they're doing to where you you can help um, add value when you need to with them because you're the expert in your field. You're the expert. You're the one that, that has the knowledge. So doesn't matter what these marketers do, what we do, without your knowledge, you're not going to get what results you want. So you you have to be involved with it as well to let us know what it is that you you have. But uh, but yeah, with Marketing 101, reach out to us, give us a call, message us on Facebook, and we'll get you involved and we can get this thing going, man. We can help your dreams come true and help you achieve your goal with your business. Christy, is there anything else that we did not go over that you wanted to touch on today? If you've always done what you do, what you've always done, you'll always be what you've always been. If you want something different out of your business, do something different. Market your business in a different way so you get better customers that pay you what you're worth. Yeah, and and what you want, what you know that you're worth. Exactly. All right, guys, we love you. Stay safe. And for now, this has been the Edge Podcast with Chip and Christy. The recording has stopped.